What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, a weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 26th year, found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle reefer radio warren at an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle, my goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30-minute increments. And today's guest on Hemp Present is the owner and operator of Hemp Traders, Lawrence Serban, who will join me in just about 60 seconds or less. Industrial hemp is one of the most resourceful and resilient natural sources of fiber, oil, and even nutrition on the planet. Hemp is federally illegal to cultivate in the United States, which demonstrates the absurdity of America's pathetic policy of prohibition. Hemp was grown and utilized throughout the entire history of organized and social humankind. Cannabis was actually found at an archaeological site in the Oki Islands near Japan, dating from about 8,000 years B.C., and its use dates even back to the Neolithic Age in China. And, of course, hemp was a significant cash crop in the United States until the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937. My friend, the late Jack Herrer, 
almost single-handedly revived public interest in industrial hemp with his groundbreaking book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes. There are currently pilot projects in the United States allowing some hemp cultivation, and there's a burgeoning global movement calling for the environmental, industrial, energy, and other benefits that legal domestic hemp production could produce. In fact, Henry Ford created a car out of hemp composite that was said to be 10 times more impact-resistant than steel, and it could run on hemp biomass. Thank, thankfully, I have someone joining me today who's even more educated than I am on the subject. Lawrence Serban is the president of the Hemp Industries Association. He serves on the California Industrial Hemp Advisory Board and is the owner of Hemp Traders, the largest supplier of hemp fiber products in the country. Hemp Traders works directly with farmers, factories, and manufacturers to ensure that they are providing the most natural hemp products with the most minimal impact on the planet. And he has joined me today. Welcome, Lawrence, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Yeah, hi, Vivian. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Uh, let's start off. Just, just tell us, how were you initially introduced to hemp? How did you discover uh, the hemp plant? Well, uh, way back around 1989, I was uh, graduating college with a degree in biology, and uh, we had to do an oral report on basically anything we wanted. And that year, they had discovered the receptors in the brain for THC, so I figured being in college, that would be a very interesting subject for my fellow students. And as I was doing research on the uh, receptors uh, for marijuana in the brain, I happened to run into a lot of information on hemp, like uh, hemp could be used to make rope, uh, could be used to make textiles, could be used to make paper. And I thought, wow, that's very interesting. But I kind of put it in the back of my head and didn't think too much about it. But then... Uh, 1990, after I graduated, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and I decided I wanted to do some company, and I wanted it to be environmental. And one morning, I woke up, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, that's it. I can start a hemp company. And uh, that time, I went out, and I bought the book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, by your friend Jack Herrera, and uh, kind of immersed myself in hemp from that time on. Let's talk about your company, Hemp Traders. What is it uh, specifically that you do? Well, uh, Hemp Traders was formed in 1994, and basically what we do is we import hemp textiles from foreign countries and then uh, resell them either in the United States or even uh, all over the world. Uh, we have 100% hemp fabric. We have hemp blended fabrics. We have hemp blended with organic cotton, recycled polyester, uh, silk and even lycra. Um, I'm. I noticed that you you have a very strong environmental uh, consciousness, which uh, is you know extremely important, especially at this day and age. Uh, I'm interested in your environmental policies. Can you elaborate uh, on that a little bit? Well, yeah. Basically, uh, starting out, uh, everything we sell is made from hemp because hemp is an environmental plant. Uh, takes up less water. Uh, doesn't deplete the soil of uh, nutrients. And you can also get a lot more fiber and biomass per acre from hemp than you can from similar uh, plants. Also, we're not doing things like using petroleum or uh, hunting down the forest to get what we're doing. So the hemp in itself is environmental. Uh, we're also, the hemp that we sell, we're also selling in an all-natural form for the most part, or very little 
processing is done to it to get it into the forms that we want it. And we also do things like using uh, all of our boxes we ship out in is recycled, and we even have a carpool program for the people who come to our work. Wow, that's really impressive. Uh, is it true that hemp requires a lot less pesticides than a lot of other agriculture products and could be really produced pretty easily organically? Yes. Uh, hemp, uh, for comparison, will generally grow in soil and climate conditions that are conducive conducive of growing corn. So if the area can grow corn, it can most likely grow hemp. Uh, hemp requires about the same amount of water as corn, but it is much more resistant to insects, uh, mold, and bacteria. While it's not impervious, it seems to be able to withstand these sorts of things a lot better. Also, uh, the taproot of hemp can go down quite, uh, quite deep, maybe 20, 30 feet, and therefore, uh, it can tap water that's much farther underground. And of course, so it requires a lot less water, which, as we know, is one of the biggest, uh, you know, drains on uh, not only agricultural use but also animal husbandry. Uh, now, now, you're working on a project to start contracting with farmers in California to grow hemp for a factory to make hemp board. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Is it legal to grow hemp in California? Yes. Uh, last November, uh, California Proposition 64 legalized marijuana, but one part of that proposition also completely legalized industrial hemp to be grown. So as long as you're growing at least 10 acres of the crop, you're able to grow it in California. Now, uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, I met with some farmers in the Central Valley who are very eager to start growing hemp for a multitude of purposes. My purpose right now is to have them grow it to make hemp particle board or what we call hemp board. Uh, it's very similar to normal particle board, but we're going to be able to use the entire stock of the plant, uh, chip it up into small pieces, and then be able to press it into board. That way we're no longer having to chop down trees to make our engineered wood products. And uh, we plan for every board sold, we also plan to donate some money to have a tree plant as well. Nice. How important, Lawrence, is fair trade to the hemp industry and why? And, and, and what, is hemp, what does fair trade mean when applied to the hemp industry? Well, uh, fair trade would really be no different uh, to the hemp industry than to any other industry. And uh, there's basically a couple of parts to this. Fair trade, you have uh, basically the trade, which you're going to have a buyer and a seller. And for in order for it to be fair, you both uh, the buyer and the seller have to agree upon the trade. They both have to agree that it's fair. There can be uh, no um, force applied during it where no one's forced to buy or forced to sell. And you don't have a win-lose situation, but rather you end up with a win-win uh, situation. Uh, other people can also define fair trade as things like uh, the condition that maybe uh, workers have. Uh, if you're an employee of a company, you should have uh, adequate wages. But once again, they're fair. Fair being if both people agree the, to those wages, then it would be a fair fair trade. But also working conditions should be safe, not be able to have time off uh, for either vacations or uh, rest during the day, and that sort of thing. And as I say, it's not unique to the hemp industry, but pretty much fair in any endeavor you're going to partake. 
Um, what is the pri- what, what are some of the primary myths that surround industrial hemp? Could you could you touch on that for a minute? Well, uh, one, uh, many people confuse industrial hemp with marijuana. Uh, when we talk about industrial hemp, it's cannabis, but the flowers of the female plant generally will have 0.3% or lower THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, which is generally, I'm sure every, all your uh, listeners know, is basically the compound that gets you high. So we're dealing with kind of a, a, an industrial hemp plant is a type of plant that will not get you high. It's also basically grown for industrial purposes, so usually a lot more densely grown, so you can get a much taller plant more biomass and if you were growing it for seeds more seeds for that particular purpose uh other people tend to uh another myth i've heard is that people say well if hemp is so good why is not everyone using it right now and the answer to that is it's been outlawed for about 70 years so we've never had the opportunity to use it and we're playing a lot of catch-up with the technology involved in planting harvesting and processing it those are generally the two myths. Uh, a third one uh, would be uh, that law enforcement have a hard time telling the difference between uh, industrial hemp and marijuana. That's completely not true at all. And all the countries that I visited that grow industrial hemp, such as Canada, uh, United Kingdom, China, Eastern Europe, there's no problem at all. People, the police readily know the difference between marijuana and industrial hemp. It's generally a non-issue completely and totally. And the fourth myth is that somehow advocating for industrial hemp is the same thing as advocating for drug use. That's completely different. Uh, People grow potatoes. They're not advocating for vodka. Uh, People grow hops. They're not advocating for beer. Uh, people are growing poppy seeds are not necessarily advocating for opium. Uh, it's two completely different subjects, and even children are able to tell the difference. And and is it true that hemp and uh, uh, psychoactive uh, or euphoric cannabis are visibly different plants? Right, you can anybody with half. Uh, half experience can tell the difference between the two just visually? Well, it depends how it's grown. Uh, If you were to look at the plants, they actually look remarkably the same. If you had one industrial hemp plant next to one marijuana plant, you probably could not tell the difference because they're they're basically the same species. But if you were growing industrial hemp, if you grow, or I should say, if you're growing cannabis for marijuana, you're going to maybe at the most have one plant per meter. And they spread far apart. Basically, you're trying to get uh, the maximum flowers that are going to grow. When you're growing it for, when you're growing it for industrial hemp, it's going to be grown much closer together. And in that regard, you're going to have maybe uh, 20 plants to a square meter or even as much as 50 uh, plants in a square meter. So it's going to be grown much more densely. The crop will grow a lot taller. But also the scale. Uh, people normally don't grow acres and acres of marijuana. Uh, you might see small little plots, or most likely nowadays it will be grown indoors. Where industrial hemp would be grown entirely uh, outside and on large fields in acres and acres, sometimes even over a thousand acres. 
Well, we can certainly dream of a thousand acres of marijuana growing, that's for sure. My guest is Lawrence Serban from uh, Hemp Traders. We're going to take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws here. Word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come back with our second segment. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be. The Vuber way. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with Lawrence Serban from Hemp Traders. Lawrence, you mentioned in the first segment that uh, the hemp that you use doesn't require a whole lot of processing, but some does. How important is it for America to develop the processing infrastructure needed to transform raw hemp into the myriad of usable materials that it offers, such as rope, clothing, hemp, crete, cement, oils, varnishes, animal feed, etc.? Well, it's extremely important because without the processing, you basically can't do anything. But uh, what people need to realize is that we already have the technology. Hemp is not so different from other plants and crops that are out there. So it doesn't necessarily have to involve uh, reinventing the wheel, but rather modifying the wheel a little bit so it will work with the various uh, hemp raw materials that are being uh, produced. You are the uh, president of the Hemp Industries Association uh, what does the HIA do, and, and how can people monitor that? All right, well, it's the Hemp Industries Association. Basically, back in the 90s, when Jack Herrera first began to talk about hemp, a group of people got together. These were people who had hemp businesses. Some of them were selling the seeds. Some of them were selling clothing. Somebody like me was selling the fabric. Other people were even involved in you know medical aspects of it. 
And we decided that we needed an organization, so they got together and uh, formed the organization, Hemp Industries Association. And HIA uh, works to advocate for hemp. We have a convention every year where all the latest research on hemp is discussed through uh, panels and speakers. Uh, we also, uh, it allows for a lot of networking since hemp is so little, it's usually important to be able to talk to other people that are working on various aspects of hemp. For example, uh, the last event I went to, uh, I found a number of people uh, who were actually inventing farm equipment to harvest and process of hemp, many of whom, which I never even knew existed until we uh, went to the actual convention. The other aspect that we do is uh, legal. We give advice on uh, legalities in terms of where hemp can be grown, whether it's legal in your area. Uh, also, we give advice on how hemp can be grown. And currently, right now, we're actually uh, having a legal dispute. The HIA is suing the Drug Enforcement Administration, who are trying to claim that uh, parts of industrial hemp, mainly the flowers that produce CBD, they tend to uh, view that as a controlled substance, and the HIA is actually suing them, uh, and we're saying, no, it is not a controlled substance. Is the Hemp Industries Association a membership organization? Can people join the HIA? Yes, it's an open membership organization. Anyone can join, so it can be people who have a business farmers, or even just anyone who's interested in hemp. I know it's really hard to uh, uh, interpret this current administration in the White House, uh, but I'm going to ask you to, in a way, do you think our current administration is in any way favorable to hemp? I know that Senator Mitch McConnell is a counterintuitive supporter of hemp production since he represents the state of Kentucky, where hemp still grows wild. But, but do you have any uh, faith that we might see some additional reforms from uh, the Trump administration in regards to industrial hemp? Well, if we're just talking about uh, the administration, uh, we're kind of getting either a neutral uh, feeling, at least from the actual President Trump hasn't said too much one way or the other, other than he seems to be in favor of states' rights. On the other hand, the, um, the uh, Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, basically seems to want to go back in the drug war uh, similar, similarly to how it was fought in the 80s and the 90s with a zero-tolerance approach to all drugs and even seems to want to be able to enforce federal law in states where uh, marijuana or industrial hemp has already been legalized. And I know that Sessions recently asked Congress not to renew the far Rohrbacher Amendment because uh, he wants to go after medical marijuana even, which is just shocking to me. Um, yes. It's unconscionable. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we've really taken a step back uh, with, with this administration in some ways, I would think. But, but we're not really sure what's going to happen. Do you agree? Right. Yeah, well, I agree. Uh, Jeff Sessions, is, that's basically his opinion on it. Yet, it's almost like we've come too far along uh, to ever go back because, you know, when he came out with that, not only was there a huge cry from the public that's against it, but also all the states that have legalized uh, marijuana are now making tax money. And you even have plenty of members of Congress who are now in favor of legalized marijuana and legalized industrial hemp. 
So, you know, he's kind of he's trying to do this, but he certainly seems to be on the wrong side of history and does not have the wind in his back on it. Well, I know that Trump likes to tweet a lot about polling numbers uh, in, in various ways. And if they're paying any attention to what the national polling is, I mean, my God, it just every time I look at the polls, there's more and more support, uh, not only for medical marijuana or even uh, psychoactive marijuana, but just like, I mean, almost 100 percent support for industrial hemp. Uh, is there anything you know, you've been working for, for years uh, in the industrial hemp uh, industry? Is there anything that's really surprised you uh, in your work? Anything that you just thought was completely counterintuitive? Yes, actually, when I first began back in 1990, there seemed to be kind of a three-part focus on it. There seemed to be uh, marijuana or cannabis for medical purposes. You had cannabis for recreational purposes, and then we had cannabis for industrial purposes. Now, in my mind, the industrial uh, part of the plant was a no-brainer. I mean, it's a non-smokable form of it. So I always thought that it would be the industrial hemp would be legalized first, followed by the medical, and then followed by the recreation. And instead, it's been almost reversed. Where we first we had the medical, then we had the recreational, and now only third where we started to see the industrial hemp being legalized. Yeah, industrial hemp just is not as sexy uh, as uh, as stony cannabis, uh, and it's it's just it's it's ludicrous, frankly, that. It's ludicrous that cannabis is arguably more legal in the United States than industrial hemp, uh, which is really blows my mind. Um, we've got about two minutes till the next break. Uh, you do custom manufacture of hemp products. What can you what can you tell us about that in two minutes? Well, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the characteristics of the hemp. Uh, we focus on the fiber. So as a fiber, hemp is one of the strongest and most durable of all the natural fiber products. So it lasts longer, it's stronger, it's uh, resistant to both mold and ultraviolet light, and it's a very porous fiber. So it allows for breathability. If you were to look at it under a microscope, it's actually a hollow uh, uh, um, sided structure, a hollow uh, hexagon. So it allows for air to go through it, allows it to be breathable, more water absorbent, and hence, because it has a lot of airflow, when you wear clothes made from hemp, uh, they do not smell uh, from anaerobic bacteria that comes from the sweat in our bodies. And, and you custom manufacture products for people? Well, yeah. What we do, uh, a lot of our uh, fabrics are made in China because that's where they have the uh, uh, they have the most technological innovation in working with hemp. But what we do is we gauge the market. So People tell us the type of fabrics that we want and then, or what they want, and then we tell our factory in China exactly the type of fabrics to produce. Uh, also, people will come to us and maybe they want to make a custom hemp product like a T-shirt or a bag or a hat or a wallet. We're able to get those made using our fabrics cut and sewn. My guest is Lauren Serban of Hemp Traders. We're going to take a second break, uh, hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers. Don't go anywhere because we're going to come back with our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. 
Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back for the final segment on Canvas Radio with Lawrence Serban from Hemp Traders. Lawrence, how can people find out more about Hemp Traders and follow all of your exploits? Well, uh, the easiest way would be to go to our website, which is uh, www.hemptraders.com. There we show uh, all about our company. We have all of our products. And people are able to buy actually online uh, the fabrics and fiber and rope, twine, yarn, webbing, all the various products that we actually sell. Well, Lawrence, you know, I just want to thank you so much for not only being on the show today, um, but also, you know, for for your advocacy of industrial hemp, for getting into it so early, uh, for making such great products. I actually have had some of your products uh, in my life. Uh, very durable, very well made, and, and and you know, in the early days of hemp, there was a lot of just kind of shoddy. A lot of people didn't know exactly what they were doing, uh, and there was this kind of stovepipe yoga pants and and rough materials. But now it's it's really changed, and there's satins and there's denim. There's all kinds of stuff, uh, and I personally am a big supporter of 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 your company uh, and and your products. So thanks so much for all your great work for being on Cannabis Radio. Uh, and I hope to see you at HempFest sometime. All right. Thank you so much, Vivian. It's been a pleasure to be on the show with you. It's been my pleasure, man. Take care. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of HempResent on CannabisRadio.com. And that is the quote of the week. And here it is. And I quote, Why use up the forests which were centuries in the making and the mines which required ages to lay down if we can get the equivalent of forest and mineral products in the annual growth of the hemp fields. And that is the American industrial giant and car manufacturer, Henry Ford. 
That concludes this installment of Hemp Presented on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and take it easy. And don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plant, is performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music maestro, and I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.